Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. G'day there, guys. I hope you are all doing well on this lovely day. Today, we're looking at r slash pro revenge, the subreddit for taking revenge in spectacular fashion against people that absolutely deserve it. So if that at all sounds like your cup of tea, your sip of the salve, or your shake of the sauce bottle, I want you to sit back, relax, and enjoy, and don't forget to subscribe if you haven't. Let's go. My story starts off as mundane as anybody's, five years into working for an enormous corporation. My group was reorged. This particular reorg was, like most efforts, a half-baked idea ginned up by a suit in a corner office, questionably planned, poorly executed, and terribly communicated. Nonetheless, I was sent from my old group to a brand new, to me, group managed by Jim. Jim seemed an okay fellow, with a dry sense of humour, and a British accent that lulled me into thinking he was a decent guy. Working for Jim was… okay. He was never available, and when we did meet, maybe once a month, he would bark off a list of things for me to do, then say he had a conflict and had to go to another call. I was floundering a little, but felt I had a handle on things. During my first annual review via phone, Jim offered up vanilla platitudes about how things were going well, while I heard him distractedly typing away at IMs from people pinging him. He paused when he got to my salary and hedged a bit. Ah, so I got you a small increase. I couldn't get you much. To be frank, I'm not going to question how anyone arrives at their salary level, but you make way more than the other people on my team. It was awkward, but not the first time that I've had such a pointed salary discussion with a male manager. It's never been a talking point with any of the women who managed me, and I wondered if he would have made those comments to me if I were a man. I have managed teams over the years, and noticed the women on my team seemed to make less than their male counterparts, so I get I'm an anomaly. But I am a high performer in a 25-year uninterrupted career as I never chose to have children. I have worked hard for my salary, and I'm proud of it. I could get hired elsewhere at this salary in my market easily given my experience, qualifications, and certifications. Shortly after our review, Jim moved on to work with my primary group of business partners, leaving me with no manager, just a two-up manager that I'd never met or spoken to. And that is when the crap hit the fan. Unbeknownst to me at the time, my salary was brought up in a discussion with his new team. The fine ladies who were managers of the teams I worked with in my business partner group. As it's been relayed to me, Jim didn't blurt out the specific details of course, but when one of the women complained about something I had done, Jim said he was surprised there were issues because I was the highest paid person on his now former team. He poisoned the well quite nicely for me. Going back through my emails, I could pinpoint the date and time the remark was said because the tone of every single one of those managers changed as if on a dime. I asked a question. I was berated because you're our most senior analyst. You should know that. Documentation that had sufficed before was suddenly all wrong. There were two particularly hostile culprits. Pat, who managed reporting on the systems we were migrating, and her underling PM, Wanda. 
Pat came at me quick, fangs bared with a demand that I put together a plan to get us to the next generation of reporting, which wasn't due to be released until 2021. The 2021 plan Wanda, her PM had put together, looked like notes on a greasy cocktail napkin, so Pat decided that since I was the SME, I should do Wanda's work for her instead. Pat wanted a plan from today, in 2019, through to the date of release in May 2021. According to her, it had to include all the tasks needed for delivery right from the start, which is not how planning works. I can't predict the future, so my plans usually start out detailed in the near term, with increasingly wider swaths of more generalized tasks to be elaborated in detail as we get further along. This is an industry standard approach, and was never a problem, right up until it was. Pat started hounding me relentlessly to get this full plan done for her in five days, which would have been an impossible task under the best of circumstances. Nonetheless, I put together a 2,000 line long plan, working evenings and over the weekend, because my arms had been in pain for several months from typing at my home office, and I had to take frequent breaks from the pain. Note, I had been made a remote employee against my will, and when I was reorged, I started asking for a desk back at work. Jim always dismissed my request, saying there was no space, so I spent over $1,500 on an ergonomic chair and desk for my home to make typing easier. But my arm still hurt anytime I sat at the keyboard for more than half an hour. I had to backburner my more immediate pressing work for upcoming releases in the next couple of months because Pat told me I had to prioritize her work over everything else. I had no manager to help redirect my priorities back to my other work, and when I tried to say it would have to wait until I finished my more pressing work, Pat sighed and bitterly said in front of a half dozen people, including Wanda, So, you're our most senior SME, and you were telling me that you can't do the work. Pat then decided to up the ante by insisting I run every element of the plan that I was creating for Wanda by Wanda, a junior level PM, who not only didn't understand the systems we were using, I had to tell her how to create her own status reports, but wrote at a third grade level. Even subject and verb agreement is out of Wanda's grasp, but she had a chip on her shoulder and now believed she could tell me what to do and how to do it. It was like a teacup poodle trying to guide a Rottweiler. Wanda was immediately and clearly out of her element, and obviously so. As a result, every single time she was caught effing up, she threw me right under the bus. She would preemptively throw me under the bus too. Wanda's only talent was deflecting blame and painting herself as the victim. I didn't know what to do. I was having anxiety attacks. My heart would start racing to 145 BPM on the couch at night when I started thinking about work. I was overwhelmed, and my arms were killing me, and then the unthinkable happened. My mum suddenly died. When I told the team, they were not only completely unsympathetic, they were pissed. I had to take a week of bereavement, and this too pissed them off, as I was leaving the day before the deadline Pat had given me to finish Wanda's plan for the 2021 project. Instead of packing for the funeral or connecting with my family, I spent three days before my leave working late nights trying to finish the plan. We met at 5pm the day before I was to go on leave, where Pat and Wanda ripped into my plan, and said they would work with another team member to fix all of my mistakes in the week I was gone. Finally free of the evil twins, I went on leave, and while on leave, my arm stopped hurting. After six weeks of physical therapy for my arm problems, just not typing for a while helped immensely. 
I had two days left before I had to go back to the hellhole, and I was dreading it. When the heart palpitations started up again, I knew I couldn't go back. At first, I decided I would just quit the day that I was supposed to return. I didn't want to even give them two weeks notice. I hated them so much. They had been so cruel about me taking bereavement leave. I wanted to F them over, good and proper. No two weeks notice meant that I'd leave them hanging for their near-term releases that I'd not been allowed to finish up my work for, as well as for the 2021 plan. And if I burned a bridge or my reputation, so what? I'm nearing the age where people usually retire or have a major career change. I don't need to keep that bridge any longer. I have saved up enough, and damn it, my health is more important to me than these toxic people or my paycheck. The night I decided to quit, I went to sleep relieved and not anxious for the first time in six months. I felt the anxiety leaving me, knowing I wouldn't have to work with those people ever again. It felt like a solid plan, and then the next morning I woke up with a plan even more brilliant. It checked all my boxes. I wouldn't have to go back to work, I wouldn't have to give my two weeks notice so they'd still be screwed, and I would still get paid, and I would be able to take care of my arms that had been in pain for so long. And while I'm at it, manage the anxiety that had spiraled out of control because of my hostile co-workers. My new and improved plan was simple. Take medical leave. I needed protected medical leave in the form of an FMLA, which for those not in the US, provides up to 12 weeks of leave where my specific job role and salary must be protected and available to me upon my return. And because it was medical leave, I was automatically enrolled in short-term disability, for which my company will pay 100% of my salary for 8 weeks and then 65% of my salary for the remaining weeks that I'm out. The best part of this plan is that it screws over all the people I want it to screw over, and it is all 100% legit. I had been having problems keeping up at work because of all the doctor's visits that I had for my arms, physical therapy, regular therapy for my anxiety that had gotten out of control, and a psychiatrist. My health issues were eating into my workday, causing me to have to work early mornings, nights, and weekends more than ever, and no doubt pissing off the people who thought I was making too much money to be deserving of any time off for doctor's appointments. My team got a new manager after six weeks, coincidentally just the day before I was to come back from bereavement. I was sneakily logged on to work every day to catch his name, and I stealthily dialed into the conference call where he was introduced to the team. My two-up manager that I've never spoken to even said at the outset, I think we have everyone on the bridge. OP won't be here, she is on bereavement. I called up the administrator of our FMLA and short-term disability plans to file my claim. I got the forms and figured out which of my half-dozen doctors had to fill out what. My orthopedist signed me off for 12 weeks of absence straight away because she noted that I'd been in pain since May, so it would likely take a while to heal. After talking with her, my PT, and my psychiatrist, I will likely do physical therapy for six weeks and then enroll in a program for anxiety and stress management for the remaining six weeks before returning. All covered by my insurance and all free because I met my out-of-pocket maximum halfway through the year due to a hospital stay for a different medical issue. The night before I was due back, I sat there grinning while looking at the next morning's 8am calendar invite from Wanda. In her illiterate fashion, she had written, It's impotent! 
All crucial partners make every effort to attend this call. Like most of Wanda's obnoxiously illiterate declarations, it was a dig at me because I'd said in my last call with her and Pat that I might not be able to log on until 9am of the day I returned from leave. I opened a new window and typed out to my new manager, Dear Phil, I hate that this is our first introduction to each other, but while I was attending my mother's funeral, an ongoing medical issue resurfaced and I need to take medical leave immediately. I went on to inform him I had been hospitalized a couple months back and there were other issues that were preventing me from returning to work and he could get all the details from my prior manager Jim. Not that Jim paid a damn bit of attention to the emails I sent him detailing my doctor's visits etc, even as he had moved on from being my manager, because I still had to let him know all about my absences until I got a new manager. As things got worse at work, I became more clear in my details about my pain, with typing getting worse, hoping it might make Jim realize the situation was getting worse, but he never listened. So here I sit on a beautiful fall Friday morning, getting paid 100% of my salary to write this. Jim wasn't happy about my salary when I was working for him. I wonder how happy he is about my salary, knowing I'm not having to work for it right now. When I return, I won't be on the two projects with upcoming releases. One will have already released, the other will release less than four weeks after I come back. So they are screwed on that. I wonder if they've figured out the test documents for November haven't been signed off yet. I was supposed to finalize them for sign off, but Pat forced me to prioritize Wanda's 2021 project over the November work, so the test documents are still sitting locally on my desktop, untouched. I will also be returning with a requirement for accommodations, which I am now entitled to, as I've learned I qualify for them under the ADA. No more telling me I have to work from home, or hunch over a table in the break room if I want to be in the office. I am working with an occupational therapist to draft up what those accommodations will be but a height-adjustable desk, two large monitors, and a distraction-free workspace are the top-line requirements. Meanwhile, my treatment plans include exercise, trail walks, both regular therapy and physical therapy, and a weekly massage as well. I have added in long visits to the library to read all the books I've been wanting to catch up on, and nice lunches a couple times a week to the mix. Several times throughout the day, I'll look at my watch while walking the trail with my dog, or just relaxing, and I smile broadly thinking about Pat and Wanda, and Wanda's impotent project plan for 2021. I wonder what poor sod they've roped in to help her finish it now. I still may just quit right after I return, or they can just fire me. I would be indifferent about that, but at least this way I'll have milked 12 more weeks of pay out of these assholes while benefiting from all of the free medical and emotional assistance that my insurance plan can buy. They say that living well is the best revenge, and I can't think of a company or group of people who deserve my pro-revenge more. And you thought we were done there. Absolutely not, there is an update. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I left one minor detail out of my first post. My mother was incredibly abusive, and we hadn't spoken for five years. My bereavement leave was a week of chilling out, trying to figure out what to do about work because I didn't even go to her funeral. No one at work knew this, my official story was I was grieving such a devastating loss, and that's what you'll read in the original post. I think that's enough to catch everyone up. Here's how everything has gone down since then. First, the leave could not have come at a better time. The day I made my last post, my sweet cat Ray was not himself. In fact, that's the last video I took of him. I took him to the emergency vet, where we found out he had lymphoma in his liver and pancreas. We had to let him go a couple of days later. There was no way I could have worked and grieved for him at the same time, and going on medical leave right after your cat dies is not nearly as socially acceptable as taking leave after your mother dies. Rest in peace, my sweet boy. I was spinning for a good couple of weeks after that. My arms still hurt a lot, and I wasn't able to type for more than 20 to 30 minutes, and even that hurt. I continued physical therapy and was frustrated at how slow the process was. My therapist asked me to video myself typing at home. He took one look at it and saw the problem immediately. My desk and chair were fine, the horizontal and vertical parts of my workspace were fine, the problem was that my keyboard was too narrow, so my arms were constantly at an angle which caused stress on all the joints. At his recommendation, I bought an ergonomic split keyboard and immediately noticed a difference. By the end of the year, I was pain-free, although I still can't type for as long as I used to. Because my out-of-pocket maximum had been reached with my health insurance, I took the opportunity to get everything checked out under the hood. I'm 48, so I had a colonoscopy and endoscopy. Fun. The doc said my colon is perfect, so if I ever need a Tinder buyer, I know what to lead with. I went to the dermatologist, gynecologist, every ologist in the book, and except for my shitty arms, I'm pretty healthy. I also went into an IOP, Intensive Outpatient Program for Therapy, the last six weeks of the year where I spent three hours, three days a week, in group therapy with other people. I made some amazing and fascinating new friends, including a paramedic and a firefighter, both coping with PTSD, an Afghanistan veteran, and several others. I also learned about complex trauma from childhood abuse, and came to realize that my anxiety, depression, and ADHD were not necessarily three separate diagnoses, but instead were symptoms of complex PTSD, CPTSD, likely related to my mother's continual abuse and a few other traumatic childhood events. Because of IOP, I'm now working with a trauma therapist and left my general therapist. After decades of regular therapy barely helping, I have someone to work with to help me truly put my past in the past so I can heal emotionally. My mother's death and this leave was the best thing that could have happened for my physical and emotional health. When I made my last post, I resented the hell out of Jim, Pat, and Wanda for being so cruel to me at work. I still don't like them. But I've moved past resentment, and now I'm grateful for the situation because their hostility was the catalyst that got me the treatment that I've needed for decades. My husband and I also met with our financial advisor, 
who, after running the numbers, made it clear that for both of us, work should be considered as more of a want-to thing than a need-to activity. Turns out dual income, no kids, and saving throughout my 25-year career was a good decision. So I decided I don't want to work for this company anymore. My leave ended, and I returned to work two days ago. As soon as I returned, I sat down with my new manager and told him about Jim, Pat, and Wanda. Of course, no one had filled him in on their behavior. I gave him some hard copies of emails documenting their stunts. He was shocked by that, but was not surprised when I ended my five-minute summary with, so unfortunately, I'm going to have to resign. I handed over my letter with my two weeks notice. He asked me if I truly wanted to work those two weeks, and I said, not particularly, no, but I do want to get some things off my work computer, so I need to get it back online. He agreed that it would be a waste for me to try to really pick up anything, and I jumped through the hoops for getting my computer online to get those docs. I blocked Jim, Pat, and Wanda, along with three other people who were quite toxic, but not quite as nasty as those three, as soon as I pulled up MS Communicator. I am not attending any meetings. I have just one meeting on my calendar next week, the one where my new manager will announce my departure to the team. Meanwhile, I'm getting paid full salary for these two weeks as well, and I'll get my 2020 vacation days paid out when I leave. So the final tally of just how much Jim's asshole move cost my company and benefited me was one week of bereavement leave at 100% of my salary, eight weeks of FMLA paid at 100%, four weeks of FMLA paid at 65%, 1.5 weeks of extended certified medical leave paid at 65%, two weeks of salary at 100%, and four weeks of PTO payout at 100%, for a grand total of 20.5 weeks or five months of salary at varying rates for doing nothing but taking care of my own damn self. And I'm not including the thousands of dollars that I didn't have to pay while getting checkups, medical procedures, physical therapy, and group therapy, as it was all covered by my company's medical insurance. I'm also not including what they all had to go through to put a new person on these releases, and all the stress I didn't have because I didn't end up delivering on these projects. The weekend in November when my project was set to go live, I was in another town for an old friend's memorial, seeing people I hadn't seen in 20 years. I wouldn't have been able to attend if I hadn't gone on leave. I'm not going to reveal my salary, but I will say that the last several months have cost the company tens of thousands of dollars for my salary alone. The other benefits I've reaped on top of the salary have been immeasurable. They say living well is the best revenge, and it's true. Jim, Pat, and Wanda are still their ugly selves, chained to their desks, bitter, and making sure everyone around them knows it. As for me, I'm free of the chains of a 9 to 5 job. I don't think I'm going to go look for another job for quite some time, and when I do, it's going to have to be something that I want to do, not something I need to do. Now, I just need to figure out what I want to be when I grow up. And that is the end of the story, guys. I really hope you enjoyed it. Honestly, that was so eloquently written and a joy to read, absolutely. Amazing revenge both on all three of those assholes as well as the company itself. I couldn't possibly think of a better way to get revenge besides living well. And I really hope that OP is living well after all of that. But 
Anyway guys, if you enjoyed the episode, let me know what you think of it down in the comments below. I love your faces, subscribe if you haven't, dislike if you dislike, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.